Hello, and welcome back to Now Screaming, episode 108. I'm Evan Gulbertson. And I'm Liz Smart. And we're watching all the horror movies currently available for streaming on the internet. So you don't have to. This week, we are talking about the 2000 J-horror prequel, Ringu Zero, Birthday, also known as Ringo. Ringo, that's what we've been calling it. The poster says Ring Zero. Not Because it's like a ring zero with like the slash through it. So you can yeah. tell that it's a zero, not an O. However, it looks like Ringo. But the problem is that like the ring and Ringu as ways of like differentiating between Japanese and English versions of these movies is not super helpful. I always feel like the, the it's the ring. The American one is the ring. And, and then I, what do you call the Japanese one if you're not saying Ringu? Ringu. But okay. why would you call it anything other than Ringu? I, I don't know. Because you're calling it Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different movie so uh to help us unpack this 2000 prequel to the ring the original japanese ring we have with us a tried and true expert in the ways of all things 90s and 2000s j-horror uh past and future guest james skotsky hello hello how's it going <laughs> it's going great welcome back it is really good to be back and i am crazy excited to be talking about this one I was going to do a bit where I pretended like this was your first time on the podcast, and then I realized it wasn't as funny as it was in my head. So. Yeah, I was imagining me doing a fake voice and pretending to be somebody else for like a minute, and then I was just like, that would just be the dumbest thing. I yeah. love these schemes you both had came in, 2022, it's time for schemes, and then both of you were like, never mind. So James, for listeners who don't know you the way that we do, mm-hmm. um, would you like to tell people why you're on this episode? I am on this episode because... Ring Ringu um, has been one of my favorite horror movies for a long time. I've been low-key obsessed with, like, the series, but especially, I think I talked about it a little bit, but, like, in 2020, when we were all quarantined, I got into such an insane deep dive of just this whole world, this whole series, and then everything J-horror that I could find and learn about uh, um, as much about it as I possibly could. Um, so then when this one came up, you know, and you asked, like, do you want to be on this one? I don't even think it finished sending with me replying like, hell yes, I'm going to be on that one. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I probably have more to say than we're ever going to be able to talk about. So I'll just have to delete notes and notes of shit. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to have a whole separate other franchise, uh, episode at some point, maybe. Yeah. Oh, it just gets, it gets so crazy. Like just to, just to, to give you like a little nibble ringu uh the one that everybody says is like the original is actually the second film version of this which was then adapted from a book previously so the movie ringu that everyone you know that everyone Mm -hmm. loves is the third version of this story and oh my god and there is a korean semi-unauthorized remake that's almost shot for shot before the american remake happened so there is three Ringu films before the American remake even happened. So it just gets wow. even crazier. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. That's nuts. <laughs> the thing I want to say, so this is on Shudder for those who want to watch it, as mm-hmm. is the, I'm going to put scare quotes around this, original Ringu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Hideo Nakata one uh, and uh, Ringu 2 are all on Shudder. Um, this movie was directed by Nario Suruda. And written by Hiroshi Takahashi, who also wrote the original, again, Square yes. Quotes, uh, Ringu. Um, James, maybe you can give a quick history lesson on, 
I know you just you just teased us with that mm-hmm. insanity, but like, <laughs> do you know? We called it Ringo Birthday earlier. Mm-hmm. the The subtitle of this film is Birthday, and if you just look on the Wikipedia, it's it's based on a like short story anthology from the Ring universe. So it's like a spinoff too. Can you like help clarify like where the hell this comes from? Yes. So essentially, it was a book first, and that was written by um, Koji Suzuki. Suzuki, yes. So Suzuki wrote ring the first novel and then the second one it's called a trilogy but there's like five or six books now so in the ring trilogy (laughs) that has five or six books it goes ring and then rosin which is um spiral and then loop spiral yeah the book of of saw (laughs) yeah so and then it's so then it has loop and then there are more after that but basically that was the original trilogy and then Right around the time that the American remake was getting to happen, he was like, oh, wow, everybody really likes my novel. There's like this huge fever pitch for it. I'm going to write some short stories that fill in gaps between my books. They differentiate heavy from the main Ring Ringu timeline, but the timeline is more complicated than like Halloween. Like Halloween oh is like a completely hmm. messed up timeline. This one has remakes and then sequels and then alternate sequels that then have sequels that are sequels to only certain parts of the timeline it gets insane and i have seen them all um (laughs) so another another movie that's on shutter is um rosin which is spiral which was released as a double bill with ringu so if you went to the theater to to see ringu in theaters for the first time you could then see the sequel directly after Except oh the God. sequel is mostly a sequel to the book, which is very different than Ringu the movie. So then if you were to watch them back to back, you'd be like, this is a complete mess. How we got to Ring Zero is um, the writer who was the writer of Ringu and the writer of Ringu, Ring, Ring Zero. Um, Takahashi? Yeah. Takahashi was a huge fan of this proto-director um, of J-Horror, his made-for-TV work or direct-to-video work, Saruta, and was like, I love this guy. He's the reason why I write the way I write. I really want him to direct Ringu. And the studio is like, no, you have to go with somebody who's, like, made actual films, not directed TV movies. So then they got Nakata to do Ringu, and that was, like, super popular. And then they're like, okay, now we have to do a sequel that erases Rosin slash Spiral, because people didn't (laughs) like that. So then they got... So they got the same team to do Nakata and Takahashi to do Ring Ringu 2, and then Nakata did that as well. And then Nakata's like, I want to do other stuff. And Takahashi's like, please, for the love of God, just let Saruta direct this movie. Please. And the studio's <laughs> just like, fine. So he directed Ring Zero, which is his first, like, studio film. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how we got here is like this this one guy was writing all of these movies and is like please this is this is the guy that like invented J-horror kind of like he's the one that made this style that we haven't been doing um cuz Japanese films at the time were mostly direct to video and were mostly like gore fest because anything artsy was too expensive because the Japanese film studio was sort of collapsing since the 70s and mm-hmm. almost like I think I have um I think it's like two thirds of all box office numbers were American imports. 
So wow. almost everything they were getting was American imports. And you can imagine importing movies in the seventies from America, from Hollywood, which is one of the best times of Hollywood. It, yeah. it made Japanese filmmakers like barely able to hold on. And also the general public were like, Oh, Japanese films are just not as good as American ones. That was like the feeling at the time. Ugh. And, and so, and so like all of a sudden they were able to like make these, because of Ringu and, and all of the movies that kind of came after it, um, these movies pretty cheaply, they didn't require a lot of gore effects. And because they weren't super gory, they attracted male and female audiences and were able to be put on shelves next to like dramas and comedies because they weren't mm. like really, you know, I mean, they weren't like, you know, I mean, even like the mainstream <laughs> stuff of what you're talking about is like Takashi Miike. Yeah. And like Takashi Miike movies are disgusting. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, they're great, but like you wouldn't, you wouldn't have like a, a venue to sell them as easily or to rent yeah. them out or whatever. Um, so this like J horror trend, it did and it didn't start with Ringu, but to simplify, it pretty much did. That's like saying like nobody knows the exact first slasher movie, mm-hmm. but everybody mm-hmm. recognizes Halloween is when like the big difference happened, you know? Yeah, yeah that yeah, makes yeah. sense. So Ringu yeah. is kind of like the Halloween, you know? It's like this is the moment where everyone's like, that's that's it. This is what we need. I to love make that. Now. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's really interesting. So this is sort of um the writer that's been trying to get his hero to direct his movies this whole time. <laughs> it's like um, an analogy on a, uh, an audio commentary by David Callett on the, um, the arrow Ringu Blu-ray, which is so good. He just sort of said it, it was kind of like having Paul McCartney guest sing on your Beatles cover band. It's oh. like, <laughs> he's just like, yeah, you, you invited the guy who made the thing possible but like never got any um respect what's interesting is the um uh saruta the director of this movie he made like three straight to video horror movies um that were just like spooky supernatural anthologies about like ghosts and stuff were super restrained and they made a ton of money but the studios were so mishandled that even though they made a ton of money they still went completely bankrupt and had to like make porn to survive so he got no recognition, no oh no accolades for doing what he did, and he's the reason they stayed afloat. And then they're like, "Yeah, but we don't have any money to do anything with this momentum now." So, oops. Yeah, it's really fun. If you look at uh, Saruta's Wikipedia page, everything before Ring Zero is like red because it's like a dead. It's link. like can't be like identified or because <laughs> there's no there's no page for it, right? which is yeah. incredible. Um, at least Letterboxd has his. Um, I think they're called like. They have a very scary Japanese true th- stories. Yeah, scary true stories one, two, and three, and that's such a vague title to try to search. I really do want to find them, but it's <laughs> it like is. how do you how do you find like scary true stories movie? You know, it's yeah. it's difficult. I like I do want to watch them and and really see yeah. kind of like the birth of this. But uh, yeah, that's sort of how we got here. Is um, this is based on Ring Zero, is based on that one of those anthology stories, and it's mm-hmm. the short story entitled um, Lemon Heart. And I'm Which not is a, sh- a good ass title. <laughs> That's a really good that. title. Yeah. When yeah. I saw that, I was like, "Oh my god, I want to read that now." Yeah, we should talk a little bit for the listener of what this movie's about. So, should we talk? We should feel like talk about the ring first or Ringu first. Do people know what the ring is? I. You watch a videotape and you die. Sure, but that doesn't talk about like Sadako, Sadako slash Samara, which I think is kind of more the important. Samara. 
That's the American version. Never heard of her. I mean, that's that's I actually that's <laughs> what she I wanted. Like I wanted to bring that up actually she in talking like about <laughs> Ringu versus the Ring, because um, I like I think probably a lot of people saw the Ring first. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was scary at all. People told me. People told me for years and years that it was going to be the scariest thing I ever watched. And this is when I was really scared of horror movies. Like, I was, I didn't watch them a lot because I was like, oh, my God, I'm really mm-hmm. – I'll be very afraid. And then I watched it in my freshman year of college, and I was like, this is what you guys are freaking out about? You guys are really scared of this shit? Like, it's <laughs> – it's. I, I personally didn't like it very much. I don't know how I would think about – feel about it now, but at 18, I was like, what is the hype? And I think it's so funny because – I knew that they had changed her name from something to Samara. And, like, I mean, we, we don't need to dig into a very deeply super racist, ridiculous thing to do. The character is still Japanese. The people are, are still Japanese. She just has a non-Japanese name. And it's not even, like, it didn't catch on. Yeah. Nobody is like, whoa, that's, like, Samara. <laughs> like, <laughs> not like Chucky or Michael Myers or anyone. Like, yeah. It's, you say the little girl from The Ring. She's fake. Like you, I think she like she's a. It's a recognizable image, mm-hmm. but you would only ever. But be they like, could have kept it as Sadako. They could have kept like nothing would be different. It just would have been a less racist choice. And so that's like that's my big uh, hot take. My big Ringu <laughs> hot take is racist to change the name. Also had no point. Doesn't make any sense. My brief history is just that I have seen both the Ring and Ringu, and I until we rewatched Ringu, I like half remembered. Yeah, same. I don't really remember the ring other than the bit about the horses. Um, I just, yeah, I, I think that Ringu is great. I think it's, it's a great really movie. scary. Hideo Nakata is a great director. Dark Water is also really good. Yeah. Like, that's also written what by, he's doing. that's also based on a book written by um, the same writer as the ring Koji trilogy. Suzuki? Yeah. So that's incredible. Yeah. So it, you could tell they were trying to give you like, let's get Nakata, just keep making movies based on his books let's get yeah. that team let's keep making it and it's really good it works it works like mm-hmm. it's a, it's a combination that works for sure yeah um but we just rewatched ringo before watching ringo and uh it slaps it's amazing i yeah. genuinely loved it so much it was so eerie and scary i just found it really great i mm-hmm. really enjoyed it yeah if, much more than i thought i was going to if anybody hasn't seen it yet you really should please do it yeah. would break my heart Agreed. if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and not to um, not to blow up your spot here too mm-hmm. much, James. But uh, in in our many years of friendship, uh, you are a The Ring remake defender. In yeah. fact, I think it's very good. Um, they so she isn't actually like a Japanese person in the American remake. I think it takes place in like Maine. Um, so that's weird. I, thought I, it, I have not heard of a single horror story that's taken place I thought, in Maine. Yeah, that's, weird. Yeah, that's strange. I, I thought maybe I'm getting it confused with the Grudge. That's what I often do. I feel like they're kind of their their partner, Juan and the Grudge and Ringo and the Ring is like I conflate them. I think sometimes that's very easy to do. Um, yeah, it's and that has its own bizarre history too that we're not going to get into. But just know, I'm sure if, we will. Someday. If you ever roll it, I will be there <laughs> and I will talk about this because I love I love the Grudge as well. But um, I think it's really good. I think, I think it does have care to tell the story respectfully, but it also is, you know, remade. So you know, like that's its own, like that's its own weird thing of like, well, should Americans be remaking this? But at the time, mm-hmm. that was like the coolest thing that could have happened to your movie in terms of Japanese cinema. Like, you know, like it it gave um nakata like a name he was able to come back and they had nakata direct 
Ring 2, the remake, like the American remake of Ring hmm. 2. Nakata is the director of that. So, like... Can I ask you real quick? Just, yeah. What is that a remake of? Is it a remake of, Roz- of Rosin, or is it a remake of Ringu 2? It's much more a remake of Ringu 2, but it has other stuff mixed in. <laughs> it's It's... Honestly, my problem with it is just like it's too long and bloated, but it's hmm. it it all of the best stuff from Ring, Ringu 2, it poaches and puts in that movie, but it also adds a bunch of other stuff which is not as good. So, hmm. I'm not a defender of, of The Ring 2, uh the American version so much, but I really do like um how stylized the um the movie is. It really goes for atmosphere as much as possible. The horse thing is silly, like <laughs> I, you know, I'm not going to defend that part of it so much, but I do think, like, I love both of them so much, and I am happy mm-hmm. they exist. And at this point, it's, like, the freaking fifth version of this movie as a film. So, like, you know, uh, the Korean one was done just without permission from anyone, and they just did, like, almost yeah. a shot for shot. So, at that point, like, you know, I, you know, I, I guess it helps. Why be precious about, like, the <laughs> Yeah. You know what's IP? also in my head that I'm just now realizing? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to remember things I remember about The Ring, the American version. Mm-hmm. And I think that there are things in my head that are from Scary Movie 4. Yeah, that oh, probably no. is a, another problem, is that, like, it became yeah. so big that, like, some of the images... Like, I, I was watching one of these with my girlfriend, and she was like, oh, isn't that thing gonna happen? You're like, no, that's a parody. <laughs> yeah you know. well the scary maybe it's not maybe it's scary movie three it's one when of, like one she of those. It's, like it's it's actually i would consider like not famous but famous if you're into scary movie which i was for about 10 seconds ironically mm. um that she like the one character is like in her room and the little girl from the ring starts coming out of the tv and she's like eating popcorn while yep. it's happening <laughs> that's you from, seen this no that's, that's from that's the from parody the, that's from yeah. scary movie three <laughs> It's funny. <laughs> I have no thoughts. No about comments scary movie on scary movie. <laughs> there mean, are things that, like, you know, you just see clips of shit, right? Yeah. It's like, one wonders: is the image I have of like uh, a ghost blowjob is it from Ghostbusters or is it from Scary Movie? I don't yeah. know. You know, there's some there are some things that are in Scary Movie. I would say one specifically because it's that's the scream one, and three because that's signs and. Uh, the ring that have stuck with me more than the actual movies, which I love. Like I love signs, but there are some, some things in the science parody of scary movie that are hilarious. Anyway, <laughs> moving on from scary <laughs> movie, we'll do, a, we'll do a, an episode on that sometime. That would be fun. But <laughs> so this movie is, is, takes place 30 years before Ringu mm-hmm. and it's about Sadako being a spooky little girl. Well, I guess she's a spooky well, she's teen. She's not. She's a spooky teen and she's an actress. Teens are little girls. Mm. I stand by it. I'm not going to argue with you. Uh, she's a teenager. She's like in high school. Is she that young? Do you know how old she is? Um, I don't. I want to say 20. Oh, okay, maybe she's Because older. I, I want to she... say there was like a year because they talk about her being a certain age when the stuff with her mom happened. And then this would be that many years after. But I don't have it memorized. It'd be pretty fucked up if that costume designer was like, or not the costume designer, the costume designer's boyfriend was like, you're 16 and we're going to run away together. Like, uh, not that it couldn't happen, Wikipedia but that'd be an extra fucked 19. up. 19? 19. 19. Okay. According to Wikipedia. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. She's still young. She's very youthful. She's like, also she has a childish energy to her, um, but I think she is an adult, in fact. Yeah, I think it, it's somewhat a plot point that she has that childish energy. Yes, exactly. I mean, so 
I don't even know how to approach this. There's a journalist who's trying to investigate her, Sadako. Sadako's like well, powers. I guess yeah, I guess the the thing starts with her backstory that was given to us in Ringu the movie. So if you haven't seen that, please see it. We're going to have to spoil that, but it's the yeah. the story of her mom and the psychic presentation that they gave. Mm-hmm. Um her mom had psychic abilities. This is actually based on a real event in Japan um that happened where a a woman was trying to present with a scientist that she had these psychic abilities and did this whole presentation just like in the story. And just like in the story, they started yelling that she was a fraud and there was like some kind of stampede and people died because of... Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah the event. Damn. Yeah, so this is this is what happens in her backstory. That's And then her mom, because of how distraught she was after this, uh, died by suicide, which is what happens in the story and in real life, so... Wow. Yes, that was... That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that was part of her backstory. So the trauma of that is affecting Sadako, and that is also why the the reporter is starting to investigate it, because they're figuring out that this girl is the little girl whose mom uh, was the second. And didn't didn't someone die? Didn't she know someone who died through that situation? Isn't that why she's doing it? I believe one of the the reporters was um, either trampled or killed in the... um, yeah, I think they were married. Yeah, like her yeah. husband was yeah. killed in the so she's also like it's a little bit revenge seeking. It's like I better make sure that Sadako doesn't have these powers so that I so that like something else similar doesn't happen, like mm-hmm. what happened to my husband. Yeah, yes. but she like interviews like an elementary school teacher who's like, yeah, everybody drowned except for Sadako because she was like, I'm not going to that fucking ocean. Because she like, knew. Yeah. She was like, you guys are all going to die. And they were like, ha ha ha, oh, Sadako. And then they all, in fact, died. Yeah. Yeah. And she was a twisted, scared ball on the beach is what, how they described it. Like, she was really afraid. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, well, she caused it. That cl- case closed. They kind of yeah. did not like her after that. And, so her therapist and now she's like, in drama therapy. Her th- yeah. yeah. Her therapist like, go join an acting troupe. Mm-hmm. Which, like, drama therapy is very real. But it's that's not how you do it. You don't just go be in a play. You like you you <laughs> you act out your trauma. You you participate in a group of people who are also working through their trauma, and maybe you put on a play together. But you don't just go join like a professional acting troupe with people who are legit trying to put on like a real play. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> so. Time the therapy aspect. So time wise, this would be like the late sixties, early seventies, maybe, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Something like that. Maybe that's how yeah. that maybe that's how therapy was at the time. Just not as yeah, just go worked out. Just as don't it do is the now. thing. <laughs> yeah, it's very so true. She, so she's um so she's acting out. Well, she's an understudy, so she doesn't even get to act yet. To this, well, play. she's an understudy who ends up uh... the mysterious death of her uh, of the woman who was supposed to be the lead and the so lead. she becomes the lead and even before that crazy how that happens even before that none of none of the people in the troop liked her they just are like nope don't like her she's cursed don't she's care weird yeah bad vibes <laughs> yeah to be fair to them she does she's not pleasant to be around <laughs> she does like freak you out a little bit she she, she mostly has emotional problems yeah she's... she needs to go be an actual therapy <laughs> she sits she just sort of sits on the ground in the corner with her like knees next to, like tucked into her face, and then it's just sad, and that's pretty yeah. much her, the extent of her right. being there. But of course, everyone's also in love with her. There's there's a lot of people who are very scared of her and are like bad vibes. You mm. should not be here. But she does ha- catch the attention of two different men, mm-hmm. um, and she returns the affection of one of them, and they have a little tryst, romantic tryst. 
Yeah. The dreamy sound guy uh, with the uh, feathered hair. Uh, he is pretty dreamy. I actually agree with that. <laughs> he's a yeah. good. Yeah, he's a good dude. Um, and so, he's yummy eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He has kind eyes, and um, <laughs> they, you know, they sort of there's sort of some chemistry there. And then um, I believe the second person you're referring to is the director. Yeah, he also has bad vibes, but in a different way. He's he's leery. He is leery. Yeah. Uh, so the... I was going to ask actually, one of you should explain to me. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I'll be honest, I have not done the reading. I usually let Liz look up trivia and I haven't really researched this very deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand what's going on with the doubling of the, the Sadako in this and the visions. I don't really get it. So if one of you would the, like, like to... like two Sadakos thing? Yeah. I don't understand it. <laughs> I think it is more, and I mean, you, it's open to interpretation, but I think it is more metaphorical than it is like yes. truly physical i would agree i think that the way she has a bad side the way it came across to me yeah the way it came across to me was like potentially that she has like some sort of evil part of her and that's the little girl not maybe not even evil but just like some other part of her and that's the little girl mm-hmm. and that's like I don't, rem- I don't remember what the discussion was of, like, how they were kind of split or how that happened, but it feels like the Sadako that we know who's, like, able to talk to people and fall in love and act and all those different things. And heal them. Yes. That she, like, has, like, that's part of her healing process was separating herself from this little girl. And then that when they, in the end, when they come back together, that's when it's, like... It's over. Like, it's over for her. She was never going to be able to, like, escape this kind of, like, dark part of herself. But I, I also it was I, – I found a few things about this movie fairly confusing, and so I, I – that was, that was just my interpretation of it. I interpret it slightly different, but pretty, pretty close to that. I think that she sort of split into – with the trauma from her mom and the mm-hmm. sort of abuse that she suffered growing up. Because the surrogate dad doctor guy is like, yeah, we tried to, like, suppress that version of her uh, this whole time. And if you sort of think of it like in in therapy, you have, like, parts work where there are the different parts of you created at different times of trauma. Mm -hmm. Um, She's just been kind of, like, holding it back and suppressing it and pushing it down and trying to live a good life. I feel like the movie gives you this, this moment of, like, oh, things could have been good for her had the Mm -hmm. events of this movie not take place and sort of like, I guess we're not going to go in order and, and kind of to spoil the arc of this movie a little bit. Um, it's, I think slightly inspired by like a not super well-known book called Carrie. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We were literally making (laughs) Carrie jokes all of last night. We're like, Oh, Carrie. Yeah. Just like Carrie. It's, it's really bad because I think the events sort of, kind of close in on her and sort of force her to bring that traumatized version of herself out and just sort of be kind of this embodiment of like rage and just completely scorch the earth of anybody who has now abused her (laughs) and that's sort of how i i sort of feel the events of the story had she been allowed to run away with the dreamy sound guy and they had left her the fuck alone i feel like she could have been okay yeah but that but was they, never like, brought it out of her yeah that was never an option based on what happens to her in this this movie and that's sort yeah, of especially because like 
she has the power to use like you, this movie is about in part the fact that her mm. powers could be used for good for healing for like yeah to help people but because of what ends up happening to her and i think like a predisposition towards uh protectiveness she becomes a vengeful spirit like yes yeah. i mean it's one of those classic monster stories where it's just like the townspeople will just beat you to death before they even know what's wrong with you because you're you know different or you mm. know strange in some way that they don't really have any reason because i but think they the, know that she can do good i mean some people do some people do and the, i think the big thing is when they like she gives so, the guy the ability to walk again. Yes, which only, but only her boyfriend sees that, who already thinks she's great. So, like, unfortunately, no. But mm-hmm. I think what, like, so I, I do think there's a specific turn of this movie. I was not bored, but I wasn't really engaged for like I would say two thirds of this movie. I hmm. at the in the beginning, I could not follow the timeline. It starts in the quote unquote present day, and then does like a thirty year flashback, and then it's like this. Re- reporter is investigating and then you're like okay this is Sadako and she's in a play and I was just like not really following it and then there's a scene where the director is kind of being leery at her and sh- and he and the sound guy have a fight does she kill the director or does the sound guy do that I don't think that she kills him on purpose because okay, she's just is- sort of like she's like got her hands over her ears and she's like screaming to the ceiling like just let me go, just let me go, and then you just hear, like, a crunch. And okay. it's, she's not even looking at either of them. Because uh, for some reason, I thought it was the sound guy. And then mm-hmm. it was like, okay, they are going to cover it up together, but then everybody blames Sadako. So that makes more sense. Yeah. But even still, what feels like then, from that moment for me, there's a very specific turn from when I became really engaged in this movie, because then it's like the play goes up, and it's just going horribly wrong. The play is a great set piece. The play is a great... I <laughs> yeah. love, I always love plays in this situation, especially because it's like, there's a big audience, and yeah. she's supposed to be the lead, but she can't hold it together, because she's had a very difficult past couple of days. <laughs> And the and, candles are, like, yes. so scary. And they all find, like, backstage they find the director's body, and that feels like what it's sort of – every one of their fears is confirmed that she is, like, dangerous, even though they have really no idea what actually happened. Right. And then – so that that – once that happens, I was really, like, on board with it. I understood more of what was happening their anger and rage kind of forcing this dark part of her that she's repressed to kind of come out. And they actually like, there's a very kind of ranging from fully symbolic to actually literal like murder of her Yeah, where they kill her. But it's almost like what it does is kill the good part of her or, or the part that is able to repress the, dark part because mm. i feel like when she dies like when it's sorry spoiler alert she dies that's how ring that's how the ring happens but like <laughs> when she dies she actually seems very lucid she seems very much like the good sadako that we've known mm-hmm. um then she starts like teleporting all over the place and just like she's oh well revenge. i want to talk about like, that shift because the the i love the directing in that moment when it shifts um so so essentially like there's the pig's blood moment where they play the audio of her mom's failed psychic yes. presentation yes and there's right. this like psychic hum in the audio that is like i don't know if you've ever heard like the mosquito ringtone or something like that it's just this high high-pitched tone that is just uncomfortable to listen to and that's sort of what starts to set her off and then the audience mm. immediately just like starts to turn on her quite literally 
And um, there's even the one that like points at her, which is one of the images that you see later in the tape. Some of the images in the um, in the cursed tape from Ringu, you sort of see nods to in this movie too, like the the mother combing her hair moment, and um, things like that. One of them is the guy pointing at her from the audience, as in like that's a witch and we need to kill her. Yeah. <laughs> and then they they straight up just like bludgeon her to death with like a hammer and like just anything that they can um they can find and then they bring her body out to the farmhouse and sort of to flash forward a little bit there's a moment where she is in the woods and she's saying like i can't go on anymore like i can't i can't keep going like this is it i'm giving up and then the sound guy says i love you and then the entire movie's visual shifts it gets super desaturated and super overexposed so yeah. like the lights get super bright and the colors like just drain from the film. And in that moment, you know, like this is the vengeful Sadako is like now yeah. completely right. in, in control. And she, she just hunts down everyone in the woods. It's, I love the sequence so much. Like they're just like running yeah, around panicking. Excellent. Yeah. They're just running her, around and panicking. You see yeah. her in the, the Pete Lee, you know, like in between the trees and her hair is like, you can always tell kind of like, Sadako's face is always kind of like exposed and you can tell how much she's kind of like losing it when her hair starts to cover mm -hmm. her face more and more, yeah. which is a great visual signal. And I also want to say it's scary as hell. It's so scary. <laughs> I also want to say one thing I really loved about the whole sequence we just described of like them being at the theater and then going to the farmhouse is that like they were doing like a, like a potentially like a checkoff play. So they're all dressed like in period costume, like in the 1800s. So there's this, there's also this element of, like, when they're beating her to death, it really does call back that kind of, like, old-fashioned backward thinking that, like, they're in the 70s. Like, they they could accept her, but the, in their, like, in their their costuming, they're not. Like, they're, they're, it's the same. They're old villagers beating, you know. It's like the village. It is like the village. It's like a lot of things, and I really <laughs> enjoy that. Yeah, and the sequence is just such a good climax. It's so scary like you just you don't even see a lot of them die but you hear them screaming like yeah. it'll just cut to yes. one of the people still running through the woods and then you just hear them get got and it is super chilling and I, and it's just so especially like the feelings of how revved up it is it feels very much like Carrie where like we're building towards this huge moment at the end and then now everything yeah. just kind of just is completely let go I like it quite a bit uh, as a sequence and then... I think the end is really scary. Yeah. When she like jumps, at, oh my God, there's this part that like, <laughs> it was so funny when she pops out at them, when there's like, it, there's like the two characters, the reporter character and the girlfriend of the guy who's going to run with, with Sadako. They're like sitting up against the, um, like the wall and they just know that she's going to come in. They're just like, they're just biding their time. It's a horrible, you know, sequence. And she sort of like pops out into the room with them. And it's something that like, should have been goofy like there if there's something kind of silly about the way that she kind of like jumps in the room yeah like it's kind very, of like a lunge like, it's like one step i know yes, exactly the second yes, you're talking about but it didn't it was not goofy it <laughs> absolutely terrified me something about it scared me so much that i'm just like and i think that that's a testament to how mm -hmm. good that sequence is that like Sometimes what's really hard about horror movies is that you can't put yourself in the shoes of the people who are in it that you're like, 
well, yeah, I'd be scared if that was happening to me, but like, it's not happening to me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm at my home. So, but for some reason, that experience of like seeing them up against the wall and her sort of lunging into the room like that, I felt so scared by it. It was very thrilling. It's, you know, it, it taps into whatever it is about the ring or Ringu or whatever version I'm watching. It's sometimes hard to describe why a piece of art affects you the way it does. There's something about that image of that fucking girl climbing yeah. out of the well or coming out of the TV or like just lunging in the way that she, she's not her contorted, movements. but yeah. she's like, and you realize like she's jerky because they like broke her back with a hammer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like yeah. she has been physically broken. So her body's fucked up and she's just coming at you. And you know, it's not, there's no weapon. There's nothing that's inherently threatening about the situation other than she's there and I don't know what she's going to do and I don't like it. It's And I can't see her face. There's yeah. something about her hair over her face that's like her humanity is stripped from her mm-hmm. in that moment because mm-hmm. you can't like look her in the eye. Like that's so scary yeah. to have someone kill. I mean that's why like masks work so well. Like if you can't look at the person who's killing you like – there's a there's a dehumanization of it, and so it's the same way when her hair covers her face, we like lose that piece of Sadako that we like have known through this movie. Yeah. She's a stranger mm-hmm. to us. I think and it's just, very and something about that image really well. of her just like walking towards you. I like I don't know how to describe it, but it just it gets to this like animal part of my brain that's like I just am so afraid of this. Yes, and I absolutely. don't know how to describe it, but that's what I, a lot of J horror taps into, but The Ring especially. I think we should also mention that um, instead of getting got by Sadako, they uh, do a murder-suicide. Yes. They do. They, they're it, like, we off. don't want to know what she's going to do. I don't want to find out. Let's <laughs> yeah. die first. Which yeah. is horrifying. That's and you don't upsetting. find out until later because what happens is she starts coming towards them. And then it – and, like, the reporter gets this this gun out of her purse that she's been – Chekhov's gun that she's had for a while. And then it cuts back to the, the foster dad, the scientist – and you just hear gunshots. So you just assume, like, they tried to fire it at this ghost, and it's not going to work. Yeah. And then later, like, <laughs> you see both of the, both of their bodies just laying there with, you know, the the splatter and the bullet, the bullet wounds. And you're just like, holy shit. You know. Yeah. 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 And then we get, and then we get our, the, the sequence that we've sort of seen teased in Ringu, which mm-hmm. is that she gets drugged. And she goes out into the forest with her foster father, and he straight up murders her and throws her in a well. Yeah. Well, yeah. he beats her in the head, yeah. throws her in the well, assuming she's it's, dead, but she's a, not dead. It's a no. blade. Horrible. He cuts her face. Ugh. Yeah. He, yeah. like, slashes at her face, and then she's freaking out, and her face is bleeding, and then he hits her a second time and pushes her over. Shoves her in. Yeah. And the scene, I think it's actually, like, I, I don't know that I really bought into the romance of this movie, like... I don't know that I was ever really rooting for them that much, but, like, I think that there's – so she's in the well. You see her, like, wake up in, like, a hospital bed, like, oh, it was all a dream. And she reaches for the face of her beloved, and her hand just, like, hits stone. And it's just, like, oh. It's a great cut. It's devastating. It's so sad. And then that just, like, that experience of, like – they don't even actually show you the ring, which I thought was an interesting choice that you you just see see her. You see her in the well. We see the perspective of, like – it closing over her and the the light going off, you know, off of her face. Yeah, and you can hear it, um, the scraping of the stone. The scraping of the stone, which is just like, when you really think about it, just awful. 
yeah. horrible way to die. I remember when, when I learned that when I was watching The Ring for the first time and I learned that like the reason it's called The Ring is because it's like that's the shape of the well mm-hmm. cover, you know, covering the light. I think it's a very excellent like iconography. I love that. Um, so I thought it was really interesting not to show us that and instead show her face, just the horror of like watching her get stuck down there. Sad movie. Very and, sad. And and knowing that she's going to be down there for seven days trying to stay alive and climbing Ugh. out because that's how she loses her fingernails. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then it's like and I think that's it's I actually really enjoyed this as a prequel because I love the concept of like she already had powers. So mm-hmm. the powers that she has after as her ghost. death as a ghost it's not just like oh you know you have a violent death and now you're a ghost it's like there's a reason that she has this like ability Mm -hmm. um and i think it really contextualized it especially contextualized the scene that i really love in ringu when um the main character of ringo is in the well and is like holding her Mm -hmm. like it really fulfilled yeah holding her skeleton with like the, the, the hair like slips off of it it's just a skull and she like cradles her um it made that moment all the more touching for knowing Sadako and feeling like it's so devastating. It's so sad. Like it's yeah. a horrible story um, for this poor girl. And she just needed some, some comfort, someone to come down into that well and just give her a hug. It's so sad. Well, and the, the, when I first saw it, I sort of felt a little, not mixed on the story. Cause I was like, that's a really good movie. And this is a really good story. Um, but I think another thing I really liked about Ringu is sort of, that double twist ending kind of thing so again if you haven't Mm -hmm. seen it watch it but the thing is like she did need someone to comfort but it's way too late and you can't fix it yes yes and help helping bury her body helping her see comfort doesn't matter she's she's now just this embodiment of rage that will you can't stop there's like a thing where like you know if you this is very true of j-horror of the time this is true of the grudge or the the Japanese, the grudge. I think they have a happy ending in the American remake, but in, in these movies, these curses don't tend to end. Like the end of the ring is like, nope, you can't stop her. And now we just have to live in her world. Now in order to survive, you just have to spread the curse to more and more people, you know? And in American movies, it's sort of like, you stop, you stop Jason, you stop Freddie and things are okay for now. But in, in these movies, it's kind of like, you can't and this will go on forever and because of something horrible that happened in the past we are now forced to just deal with it forever you know yeah that is the really very yeah. sad aspect of uh of the ending of ringu and yeah that is very very devastating for you know all the characters that we've grown to love in both of these movies although i guess she does figure out like she does figure out a way to save herself and her son mm-hmm so, without spoilers, I want to hear a preview of where this franchise goes from here, because there's a bunch of other movies. If we were to keep doing the Ring franchise, what else is there? Okay. So, there is the first version of Ring, if you want to see it, and it's on YouTube, which is shocking because it is a made-for-video adaptation of the book, which is largely very, very faithful, except there's it's like a softcore porn. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Not a joke. It is it is at it is at the same time a respectful adaptation of the book while also putting in as as many boobs and sex scenes as possible. 
Wow. So if you, that's the wildest fucking thing I've ever heard. It's on YouTube in its entirety. Uh, that feels like a must watch. Yeah. So there's that. And then um, there is Ringu. And then this is where the timeline kind of splits because there's Spiral slash Rosin, which is on Shutter if you want to see it. Um, Rosin is more of a sequel to the book. So it's more of a sequel to the softcore soft porn version. And then you have uh, Ring 2, Ringu 2, which is more of a continuation of Ringu. Uh, Nakata directed it. I like that one probably the most after Ring Zero. I think Ring Zero is just such a good movie. Probably the best of the sequels. And then you have weirdness. There is Sadako versus Kayako, uh, The Ring versus The mm, Grudge. Yes. That's on Shudder. Uh, super fun. You just have to have a general idea of like, who each of those ghost characters are and then that and then it's really fun that's it exists to justify its name it's very fun then you have sadako 3d and sadako 3d2 which came out way later like in i think like 2008 i'm doing that off the top of my head like i could be wrong those are sequels to rosin and they're also they're also adaptations of uh loop which is the third book in the series um and then you have um, a movie, it's just called Sadako, which is directed by Nakata, and it is an adaptation of one of the last books in the series, but it's also more of a sequel to Ring 2. That one I enjoyed, but it's just sort of okay if you want to watch it. Like, I think I think what's really interesting is that the different interpretations have, like, Sadako is a kind of a different character in the book and in, I believe, Razin, um, and some of these sequels uh sadako is intersex um which is part of what causes some of the violence to happen to her Hmm. you know kind of like an early statement of like the the writer sympathizes with sadako a lot more than like the writer of ringu or where ringu ended up so again it it's a 90s interpretation of this but it's not it's not not on her side the story wants her to have more of a happy ending yeah and in the books, they kind of pivot to science fiction. The curse, the the videotape curse is a virus, um, huh. which is like, it's like a version of like the smallpox. And that's why you die seven days later. It is huh. a wild ride. Um, and that's then I, I believe I've mentioned this a few times. You have a movie called The Ring Virus, which is the Korean almost shot for shot remake. I believe that is also on uh, YouTube for free. A lot of these I was able to find on YouTube for free, but Sadako 3D, Sadako 3D2, and then the movie just called Sadako, I had to find, like, region-free DVDs. So those were harder for oh, me wow. to find. Yeah. I, I, I went out of my way to hunt them down. But on top of that, there are, like, two Chinese unauthorized sequels of um, Sadako fighting another urban legend monster. Um, oh, my God. And they are actually better than some of the Sadako sequels. I would say, like, Sadako 3D and Sadako 3D2 are very bad movies, but there's a couple images in them that are just horrifyingly scary. There's a scene in one of the 3D movies where, like, her essence has sort of been copied over and over and over again because that's how you not die from the curse. It's just, like, copy the videotape and then give it to somebody else. So the idea is sort of, like, her spirit or curse has been copied so many times that she's just, like, this like weird it's not even her anymore it's just like this weird cursed 
body amalgamation kind of a thing. That's interesting. Yeah, it's fascinating. And I like that. And it it looks horrifying. If I if I were to send the image on a thumbnail or something, it alone is just so freaky and unsettling. Too bad it's not in a better movie, but yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. And then the the American remakes just go off in another direction. I've seen all of those as well. They're the, those sequels are not as good or not as entertaining. I would say that the Japanese sequels, even when they're not very good, they a lot of times they have something in them that's more interesting. Mm-hmm. The Ring 2, and then I think it's just called Rings. Yeah, that's the more recent oh, one. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, Rings, Rings, I think, is the worst of the, it just out of anything because it doesn't know what to do with itself. It starts off with, like, one of the most, like, like fertile premises I've ever heard for a Ring sequel and then just completely abandon it. And then just dick around solving the mystery that we already know. And then it gives up on that. And then just literally just is a, a stealth remake of Don't Breathe. It's, there's there's literally the, the climax of the movie oh is God. navigating a house with a blind man that's trying to murder the main character. What on earth? It's, that's wild. It's, it's like, it's just straight theft. Like, it's not even... Like, it's not even trying to hide what it's stealing from. It's just insane. And we're like, why is this rings? What are we, what are we watching here? Strange. That one is like far and away the worst. It starts off with such an interesting idea. Like, you know how if you watch it, you watch the tape, you start to get weird visions of some of the stuff happening to you in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the beginning of the movie is a cult of these people who are who set up somebody that they're like, okay, I'm going to watch this record all of these things and try to prove there's an afterlife based on the hallucinations I'm getting. And then I have somebody seven days later, just before the end of this to watch it so that I don't die. And it's like a ring of people willingly do this so they can see the afterlife or something that Mm -hmm. is so interesting. And then the movie just completely abandons that. Like that's so annoying. Yeah. Listen, sometimes you just gotta remake "Don't Breathe" real bad. Like, <laughs> it's not re- is it the same year that "Don't Breathe" came out? Is it? That's even funny. Is it 2017? It's, it's yeah. either that yes, or the, it's the yeah. same year. It's just like that's oh, incredible. It, it, it's it so was silly. just I re- I saw it in theaters and I remember watching it and just being like, are they really gonna fucking do this? And then they fuck it. That's the climax of the movie. They fucking do it. Oh my god, that's I, so funny. I, Oof. I, yeah. So that one don't don't really worry about the American sequels, but. <laughs> I would say if any of the ones that I just described sound interesting, they're worth it. Rosin is it, it it's on shutter, so if you want to see it, you can see it in good quality. It's an interesting movie. It's just a very different take on Sadako and the whole series yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. If That's you, good to know. If you want to see Ring as a softcore porn, that exists too. It's on YouTube. I don't know how it's taken down or how it's not taken down because Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Probably just by being under the radar, and, and now that yeah, I, people aren't aware of what it is. <laughs> yeah, and now that I've I've put it on there, it's it's gonna get taken down. It comes down. It's your fault, James. Yeah. Um, All those people out there are gonna be like, "What the hell?" <laughs> but I mean, that's that's sort of the that as a whole. I might actually decide someday to just read the books. Um, yeah, because I think at this point you have to. They're very different, but they're interesting, and they have like a whole different take. It's it's interesting that's like that there are so many versions of this movie and so many different takes on Sadako and this story and mm-hmm. like we said I think it's a testament just like how well this imagery works even in mm-hmm. a, in a time where we don't have VHS anymore we don't have tapes and stuff it's still just such a scary 
it's theme. yeah it's an enduring legacy i'm for surprised sure. we haven't gotten a new i guess rings came out in 2017 i'm surprised that we haven't gotten a like updated you know like it's a it's on a thumb drive or something you know what i mean like yeah. how they try to try to do that they try to do it like with the new spiral rubric of saw that it is like it's on a thumb drive it's not you're not getting like a a tape anymore to explain to you what's going on um i'm surprised we haven't gotten something like that because it feels like with internet culture there is something there that if done well it could be interesting but i can also picture it being just trash because people yeah. are just trying to be like what if it was on twitter i mean i think that the thing yeah there's just more like the things that people are doing with that like a blue hashtag blue whale or like right we're all going to the world's fair are examining a different kind of like fucked up video that's you a watch. viral trend sort yeah. of thing this is like like imagine like for, accidentally downloading like a torrent of it or something you thought yeah, it was something exactly. else and you start or people watching try it. to like bomb people with it like yeah you people upload it zoom specifically bomb. to zoom bomb right yeah. like that's a that's a real thing that happens. That's and a so that's a pitch that you that somebody zoom, zoom bomb bombs like, the ring video. Oh, I think yeah. that people would do it, and I think that there's something there, kind of what you already said, James, about like what happens if you dilute it to this level? Does it remove Sadako's like power by diluting mm-hmm. it, or does it make her more and more and more powerful? I think there's something there that could be good, and I'm surprised we haven't they haven't used the ring as like a set piece to tell that story. I just think the idea of like discovering a cursed video or cursed art is super cool. Every time I've seen it, it's a good genre. That's my shit. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Are you ready to uh, slash this across the face and throw it down a well? Oh, it's so sad. It's very sad. Yes. Yeah. Why don't you pull up the roulette and we'll find out what our next film will hold. It's up. It's I... going to be, it's going to be Ringu too. I can feel it. <laughs> Call it now. If it's Jew on the grudge, I'd lose my mind. <laughs> oh my God. That's my dream. Our next movie will be a short film called a story. Well spun. It's from 1906. Oh. Um, and the synopsis is a runaway barrel wreaks havoc all over the city. So it's like, it's like, it's like rubber. Sorry, we have to do that. <laughs> it's two minutes. We're not doing a whole podcast uh, on it. We what's can, it called? It's called A Story Well Spun. Do a, do a mini-sode on it. <laughs> we should do it. Yeah, I think we can do a mini-sode on it. That's very funny. Or be like, we rolled this and we weren't going to do a whole episode on it, but we'll do like something in the beginning about horror. it. This is not horror. I'm sorry. It's a horror comedy. It's not. I'm sorry. A runway barrel wreaks havoc all over the city. What could be more terrifying? It's like it's rubber. Like an action movie. Where the, where the tire is kill, killing people. Yeah, but it's just like that. Minutes. Yeah, it's, it's two minutes long. All right, our next movie will be Frankenfish. <laughs> Listen, the poster. I know what this poster is. Incredible. I haven't seen it. I have, I not seen have this never movie. loved anything more in my entire life. We haven't done a a, a scary ocean movie in a really long time. Just I'm saying. excited. Okay. Yeah, I have seen. I have seen this exact cover in a blockbuster like a million times. I've it's never seen this video. movie. I'm thrilled. I'm so excited. When's it from? It's from 2004. <laughs> yeah. From the director of Spawn, if that if that helps you. Oh. Oh my God. I'm really I'm really excited. I um wait. Guess who wrote? Sorry. Guess who wrote Frankenfish? Who? Simon Barrett. No, that's that he, not true. He's the on Simon Barrett. The Simon Barrett. <laughs> It's got to be a different Simon Barrett. No, no, it isn't. On, it's Simon Barrett, and you click on Simon Barrett, and it's the Simon Barrett, writer of Your Next and The Guest. Well, Frank and, okay, I'm much more excited for Frank and Fish Frank and than Fish? I was three minutes ago. I'm yeah. dying. 
I I'm, can't wait to watch Frankenfish. It's a TV movie. I just want you to be. I want you to know uh, what yeah. you're walking into. I was excited to watch it to finally put a movie to that cover. I'm so excited. Oh my god. This is my. This is the best thing we've rolled in in you know years. We just rolled Rigo <laughs> birthday. I know, but I'm so excited for Frankenfish. All right, we um, have to. We have to end this episode. Okay. <laughs> Until yes. the day of the Frankenfish. You can check us out on our website at nowscreaming.com. And on Twitter and Facebook at nowscreaming. Be sure to send us viral videos that will bestow curses upon us. Yeah. I would love to die in seven days. Oh, my God. And <laughs> leave your uh, Ring franchise crack theories oh, as yeah. a review. Very fun. On I your that. podcatcher of choice with your five-star rating. If anybody wants to slide into the DMs to talk about Sadako, that would be fine with me. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, as always, to Wes Craven and to Hiroshi Takahashi, clearly the backbone of the Ring film uh, industrial complex, keeping this alive, advocating for new directors that yes, he idolizes to get jobs. That. We stand. We stand. We stand. The icon. <laughs> and thank you to you, James, for coming on and sharing all of your wealth of pandemic-inspired knowledge yes. about the Ring franchise. You're welcome, and I'm not kidding when I say there's probably, like, three pages worth of stuff that we just couldn't even start to get into that I wrote down. <laughs> oh, my God. I have so much stuff on my notes. The lore is deep. <laughs> I almost want you to, like, record a monologue about it, and then we could, rec- rec- like, release it. Just as record our uh, reactions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll maybe have to do something with that. You know, I would love to do a franchise episode about this. I'm not promising that. I think we should. I think it would be great. Or like a J Horror episode and talk about John as well, because I think I think there's too much. We can't, we can't like lump them together. Yeah. They deserve their own episodes. That's true. Oh, if you have Tubi, right. uh, check out the Complex because that is a good Nakata J Horror movie that is hard to find and it's on Tubi. I think it's 2013. The Complex. Check it out. Well, until next time, everybody. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. No, 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 no. Sorry. I'm on Mark A. Z. Dippe's. Who's that? The director of Frankenfish. Also directed Pixel Perfect and Halloween Town High, two of my favorite Disney Channel original movies. I think this may might be my favorite director. Save this, save this for the pod. <laughs> okay, I don't keep that in. I'll, I'll, right. I'll talk about it on the podcast because I'm fucking thrilled. This man's career. Stop yelling. <laughs>